0: It's such a pleasure to be able to be with you this morning, to know that I'm in a congregation that already has a heart for people in need, and I know you have been involved in many really different ways, even as I walked in the door this morning and saw all the material good and the things that you already assembled together, tells me that you already have a heart for what we're doing, and so, great to be able to come and share with you this morning, for some things, lay with you, give you some of the things that God laid on my heart. I want to tell you a little bit about what Rescue Ministries of Mid-Michigan is. So we were started back in 1905. Hard to believe, way back then, that uh, there was a need for a mission, but there was. And uh, there was a fellow by the name of Mel Father the came to the Saginaw area and started what was the Rescue Mission of Saginaw. And it's been amazing. Uh, just a week ago, I had someone come and visit of my office who sat down with me. She seemed surprised me. I didn't ask how old she was, but she was probably 85 or more years old. And she told me about how her father and her grandfather were involved with the starting mission. She had a picture of her father and grandfather on what was back then the gospel wagon. Luther used to have a wagon that would go through the town and to the street to go and to bring people in so they could hear God's words. To go out there and help them with material goods. And so, what was so neat about the business that we had as well is that he gave me an annual report from the first year, uh, he stole it from 1905 to 1906, an annual report. He gave a summary. Now, to give you a little bit of a feel for what an annual report is, I've got a few of them that are out on the back table. You can see some of those. Now, today we've got them in color and we've got about 40 pages of things and shows all the things that we're doing with the ministry. The whole of you was to open up the data report after a few hours I sat and started reading. And to see that we are still today having the same heart to impact lives the same way that was intended back in 1905. And those things don't happen by coincidence. They happen because they focus and they have a heart for God. So it's so uh, powerful to be able to come to you and to be able to share with you some of the things that's happening in the rescue ministry that we investigate. And how we have a heart to try to impact lives of people who are suffering, of people who are struggling, and that we want to be able to help show them a better way of life. So to give you a little bit of a feel of the history of what Good Samaritan and pretty recognition has been, uh, as I said, we started in 1905. Up until about 1975, the mission has been basically 10,000 housing there. We would do things like helping to provide meals for families and help provide coal or uh, uh, pay for utility bills all the way through uh, as people, you know, food and times change. Um, but around the mid-80s is when we saw that there was a real need in the face of homelessness. So we started a women's shelter in Saginaw. So and God wasn't fixed with that. And then he had a, uh, a community village or home for the age in our house that was opened up. Bed for eighty seniors. Uh, right now we have fifty seniors in there. Helping seniors at a difficult time in their lives, maybe they them become disconnected from their family, uh, but they can't continue to live on their own. And a lot of them, about fifty percent that are seniors are in poverty. All they have is their social security checks, and they can't afford the care that they need, and so we help custodize that care. That's one of the little known things that we know about what we do within the region. And then we kind of <laughs> Five when this Americans entered into the door. I don't I really do I was probably only like fifteen when that first call but that's like always five. Um one thing that we said is I I had the opportunity to be able to work with my father and so kind of grew up in the ministry with him. And back in the mid nineties we started to know that there was a big problem of homelessness in Bay County. And we started to brainstorm and started to even come to Bay County looking for a facility to potentially open up a shelter. One thing yeah. led to another, we can not even bid on a, on a property, and uh, we didn't win the bid. So we kind of took that in God's hand saying, well, maybe it's not time for us to come to Bay County. There's way. Sometimes we don't always have the same time people. down. So we said, you know, this is probably God's rhythm in every way. And it was definitely God's reason at that time. So, uh, the goes forward a little bit. Around 2002, there was a group of people involved in what was the continuum care of Bay county. And they were very uh, compassionate about wanting to get shelter over in the Bay county. They knew that aggressive was continuing to increase. And so they came to the city rescue and They did a tour of the facility. They got done with the tour and they said, we need a culture so badly in Bay County. Would you consider coming to Bay County and helping to start one? And we said, we've wanted to. We've been waiting for that. means. Yeah. I think you just will raise me up again for the meaning. And so we started this thing again. And this time, we've in contact with Bay, no and one thing led to another, and the Hospital, what they did been with American Hospital for so many years, has been sitting in Boston for about five years. And so uh, we talked we to the regional. We go through the price of around $120,000 for the building. It was a great deal. That was an awesome deal, $120,000 for a 40,000 plus square foot building. And so we immediately said yes. We started fundraising, we started talking to partners. People were being behind the ministry. We made two months of payments on that building, and the don't came back up and said, see where you're going, and see what you're going to do for the community, don't make another payment. Now, isn't that God's plan? So, in you case, our goal is just to continue to bless one time after another. Probably what you don't realize is how big of a problem of ownership we have in our area. And a lot of times, you don't necessarily see people out on the street. You don't see You don't think that much about homelessness. But the reality is that we had 18 people per night last year that we added that needed a place to stay. And we heard over 1100, 1,100 people. 1,100 people had to come through the doors of Christian American Rescue System. When you start to think about homelessness and step around the get I hope think about homelessness being bigger in Saginaw, but the reality is that the numbers are almost identical in Bay County and in Saginaw County. And I know some regions for more than just in the Bay County. There is a county in the south, there is indeed in the north. People who are struggling with homelessness, now the reputation has gotten a zero. They've cares about you. They'll come to the door of American Think about what it's to be homeless. Think about perception what the struggle is. At means you don't have a place to be able to film anymore. A lot of times the perception of a shelter, I know a lot of people been into the mission, but a lot of times the perception of the shelter is any star and it's dirty and and it's noisy. Well, sometimes with our women in children's ministry it is noisy, so I have to go along with that. But a lot of times you think I'm not going to get that right there. We want to make sure that as soon as someone comes to the doors of the mission, that they know that somebody cares. Think about that Almost the last The most thing you want to do is come to the doors of the mission. It's a very humbling experience. You're not saying I can no longer provide for myself. A lot of times, before someone comes to the very shelter, they've not only spent all of their financial needs, but they've also spent all of their personal connections. What I mean by that, the thing now well, they've gone to our family members. they've gone to a friend and says, Can I stay with you? They stay with them for a little while and then that family member says, You can't stay with me anymore. Things just aren't working out. Even though they know they have no place to go, they still take them out. So by the time that come to the mission, they've heard no, I don't care, I don't want to Pretty deep down in Christ. And so we want to make sure as soon they come to the door so that they know that God loves them. By the way that we greet them, by the meals that they eat, by the solutions that we send them towards, by the room that they have. All of these things give them that passage of care to know that not only do you love them, but the reason why we love them is because God loves them. So we want to share that with them. So there's so many different ways that you can help get engaged and involved in the mission. Um, you can go to our website, org. If that's hard to remember, I've got business cards on the back, and you can take one of those and take them home and see our website. All the different ways you can volunteer, be engaged, do things to help out in the ministry. And we do things like meals—three meals a day, 365 days out of the year. Come work that side with another volunteer and do something in help them make and serve a meal. We've got material goods that are constantly needing to be sorted and put on the hangers and put into a floating room so that way a mom with a couple of kids can be able to come in and for no charge be able to do a shopping experience. They have for the kids, they need shirts, whatever, they can get what they need. Titan products need to be sorted and put together. Uh, sometimes there's a simple topic, handyman topics need to be done, in the room, helping to to fix something. There's all kinds of a million things that can be done just needs to uh, take your time. You know, Test Ross was carrying about, you know, giving of ourselves and the giving a lot of times we think only financial. But we need to give of our time as well. That's a material that God's given us and give our time. You know, as we were talking about the two limits, I couldn't help but be how many here in this room, you talk talking about getting, you know, and how can you just like the people that came out there? How do you go over to them, you know, when you're driving? Yeah. So, how do you go when you get. God bless you and your talents and your abilities and that. That's why we give them to us, so that we can benefit others and get this far. So now I want you to think about some other ways we can get involved. Uh we've got this we happy for the homeless. Uh, we've got a homeless people just said here and, and it's more than just the hockey um, uh, the hockey game was just an excuse to be able to talk about the ministry and be able to talk about homelessness in our area. And so this week I'm getting that opportunity to talk about homelessness. I didn't talk about it on audio, so on Tuesday. I did go on T V five for a telephone on Thursday. And, uh, and then we also have the hockey game. And the hockey game, I'm coming into a Christian event. I want to make sure that we have all kinds of Christian fun and fellowship. And so we've got a broom hockey game going ahead of mine with a lot of churches involved in that. And we've also got Christian Hunter. Modern next year is going to be playing. And down there, so when you get your hockey for the homeless ticket for $10 here, year, getting a Christian counter, and getting a Hockey game. But see, that's more that's that's part of the reason why we do our these things we do is so we can bring greater value and be able to show and demonstrate what God is doing in our community. So it's more than just the hockey, it's about being involved in our community. Telling them about how God loves and demonstrate it. You know, there's a, a passage that I want to take you through. And it's very interesting that, that uh, Jesus would use this passage to help share the message about being involved in our community. Be involved with in those around us. It's no about the parable of the good Samaritan. I'm sure you're very familiar about the parable of the good Samaritan. But think about first of all, I want to read a couple verses as to why he told the parable of the good Samaritan. Luke chapter ten, verse twenty five. And behold a certain lawyer stood up and to him, saying, Master, what shall I do to inherit eternal life? So, a lawyer in the cloud, I hope there's not a lawyer in the cloud right now. You know, a lawyer can say something throughout the work in you. And nobody, you ask him questions, you try to find a hole in Jesus' word. To try to find a hole in what it is that he's holding for people to do. And he says, Jesus says unto him, What is written in the law? I'll read it now. The lawyer answered says, Thou shalt love the Lord thy God with all thy heart, and with all thy soul, and with all thy strength, and with all thy mind, and thy neighbor as thyself. He forgot from Scripture, that he is the only one there's reference. The lawyer was smart. He made a smart answer, he quoted that Scripture to Jesus. But Jesus knew that he didn't really know. He didn't really know and hear he what they just quoted. That's the reason for the parable. So let's look on it. Now, thou hast answered right, Jesus says to him, This do, and thou shalt live. But the lawyer, willing to justify himself, said unto Jesus, And who is my neighbor? And Jesus came to him said, A poor man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho, and he started to see the parable of the Good Think about what is the life and who is our neighbor? As we go through the parable of the Good who helped out? This is the man that is Jesus by the wayside. As we go down, Jesus said, A man went down from Jerusalem to Jericho and fell on the sea, which stripped of his lameness, and wounded him, and departed, meeting him half dead. But a certain Samaritan, as he journeyed, came where he was. I didn't read the two verses, and I said, One, uh, a Levi and a priest goes by him, but a Samaritan goes by. So here is this man on the wayside, first. You can't keep doing the for yourself. And for America, a person that didn't want to help them at all stopped by and helped them. There was a reason not to help. There was a reason not going to, to want to do something for him. If because there was get a between person. the you and the Jews. So that's America's going to set up. That's a Jew, Okay, I'm not going to do it. We want to play for a to play but we go on with the whole thing and welfare, I don't care is a and think about what God said through the creation of God that he needed to do something to help him. As you go on, and he went to him and bound up his wounds pouring in oil and wine and chained on his own beef and brought him to an inn and took care of him. And then the model when he departed he took out two tents and gave them to the host and said unto him, Take care of him, and whatsoever thou sendest more, when I come again, I will receive thee. Which now of thee, three thinkest thou was made unto him that fell amongst thee? And said, He that showed mercy on him, then shall Jesus unto him and do likewise. You know, some of the things that really uh comes out to me in this parable about the good Samaritan. It's the Samaritan what on a road with a horse in that you know, it's not like yesterday where we just jump in a car and we can just go wherever just within seconds, you know. If we get a win, and we're going somewhere. Back this, you're going to load up your donkey and you're going to go down this road and you have miles to travel. You're talking about hours potentially to get to where you're going. This Samaritan has a purpose for the day. He was at an agenda where he was going. But he saw somebody in need and he stopped everything he was doing. We didn't see him here in this version of the Bible. He got on the cell phone and told everybody, hey, I'm changing my plans for the day. But he didn't get it. He saw somebody in need and he saw his neighbor in need and he totally changed the schedule and his only concern for that day was that person. Definitely way our time is needed. How do we show that people are going for them? We show them by our words. We show them by our touch. And we show them by how we spend our time, taking the time to listen. I don't know you, you know, husband. Have you ever been in trouble with your lives? You to say, you weren't listening as intense as you should have. Your mind was going somewhere else. You had your you have heart and the mind and your time going somewhere else. And all your life wants is just. There's nothing your attention at that moment, right? I'm sorry, but you get the ladies on that. My wife would be, as soon would be like, did you just say that? <laughs> I <think laughs> <you know, laughs> they that But you know, the important thing about this, commandment is took took his time, and did he gave up himself material. He went and put himself in the and bound up help me to them. I told the innkeeper, here he is, take care of him, I'm paying for his stay right now, and I will help him for his stay and anything else that comes along the way. What is he just trying to say to us? That we need to put the concerns of others in some of our own. Who's our neighbor? You know our neighbor is not tied into geography. A lot of times we think our neighbor is the person who just lives within our block. That's my neighbor. That's what I need to worry about. No? It's more than that. It's anybody that we come upon. That's part of the reason why we just push it here. It doesn't have to be someone that we help, it doesn't have to be a family member. It's anybody that God Christ does not have that has me. It all has to be our turn on their way. You know, one of the things the biggest thing right now that causes controversy in Bay County when it comes to homelessness are people who want to sit on the, town- on the uh, corner and watch to put a phone and say, give me money. Panhandlers. So how do we qualify with a good American? Should we go on just giving dollars to panhandlers? No, we need to be compelled to help those that are in their need. Maybe panhandlers than need. You can maybe take the time to find out what's going on. Say, hey, I know the place where you can get help. You can go down to Gift American Health I get to American. I know our church does. I know that they're there to be able to help people in need. Maybe I can help by going and buying a gift card. You say you need a meal, here's a gift card to make sure you go and spend it away with intended. So it takes it's so time to get to know people. And you may know, see one or two hand handlers that are out there, that are on the corner, and you're compelled to want to help them, but there's a lot people down the nation that would love for you to come and love on them and help you, and that you help get involved in their life. There's so many different ways that we can help our neighbors and our neighbors. You know, a lot of times we get confused with the word overview and compassion. Sympathy a lot of times when we think about the word things that we have in on people, that's more than emotion. I, know, yeah, I, I feel for so what's going on. A lot of times we can hear a message about this and we can read about the business Americans and it stirs up emotions with us. And we have, an we have a very tent and uh thing we serve a friend and we go through those doors and the emotion ends and we don't anything, it do anything. But God called us to have compact like what he did. And compassion means that we're going to go and actually take action. We're compelled through sympathy, but then we actually take action. In Jude, chapter 20, God, Jude, verse 22, it says that some have compassion, making a difference. God called us to be people of action, not just people of emotion. He gave us emotion to help us to be aware, to help us to raise our awareness, but now we need action. And you think about what is the Bible tell you do to do to be a neighbor, to be a neighbor of compassion, and to care of yourself for those That's really what he called it for. Love the Lord your God with all your heart, and with all your soul, and with all your mind, and your neighbor of yourself. Lord, we thank you for the opportunity to be able to come together and work with you. Lord, I pray that you help us. To think about how we can be the best neighbor that you we want to be, and we always open the door, and we always do our best for you.